Thank you so much for listening, and we are so glad that you're tuning in for part two of my chat with Chelsea, aka the Yogi Yati. If you are on Instagram, she's also on Twitter.、Uh, it's been taking me a bit longer to put out these episodes than I had hoped, so I'm sorry and thank you for your patience. I don't know if you saw my drama on Instagram last week. I lost my kitten, but thankfully, thanks to social media, he is back at home. So thanks to the Yacht Nerd for helping us connect those dots. Um, Captain Randall, he has a mutual friend, and the mutual friend actually found my kitten and was taking care of it. So that's one reason why social networking is good and helpful.、Um, if you want to follow me on there, you can.、Um, my Instagram handle is Randy at C. That's Randy with an I. And also, if you want to connect with the Nautic Nomad tribe, you can follow us at Nautic Nomad. Next week, I'm going to be back on board a boat, actually. So I'll be sharing some of that on my Instagram. I'm really excited. For those of you that don't. Don't know me? I used to work on board yachts before becoming a crew agent and starting Nautic Nomad. My husband, who is a yacht captain, is going to have me on board with him next week for a visit, so I look forward to being on the water again. Today, Chelsea is going to give us some insight into how yachting has enriched her life and share with us her favorite places to explore the world on water by boat, including one that is an active volcano. I also share for those of you who haven't heard the first episode yet how I ended up getting into yachting. So put those earbuds in, and before we dive right in, I want to give a quick shout out to our friends in Fort Lauderdale here at Motor Yacht Laundry. Mike is the owner. He's also a former yachty and the guy who did my Paddy Open Water certificate when I first got into yachting in 2010. Mike and his team know the standards that yacht crew need for their vessels and the fine linens, and they will also fold to any unique specification to fit in your cupboards, so that when your linens arrived, they're fresh, freshly pressed and ready to be stowed away. You can find their business listing with all their contact details on Nautic Nomad, or follow them on Instagram at Motor Yacht Laundry. For me, I got into it because it was a means to an end. I had applied to like go to school in Paris, and I needed this most ridiculous amount of money. And I was like, <laughs> I already、yeah. had, I already had my SCCW, I already had sailing experience, and I already had worked as a waitress and as keeper at a resort. So I kind of、yeah. had like the background experience, but I needed to、um, make a whole bunch of money in a year, and so that's, you know, for me, I was like, I need to do this like means to an end. ABC, I'm going to do it for a year, and then I'm done, which obviously、yeah. didn't happen, but. Um, you know, I was already in that mode of yeah, I need to go. But for so many people, it's super scary, you know. And I remember when I first packed up all my life and sold everything, you know, it was really like, oh my gosh, like, am I really going to do this? But、mm-hmm. you know, it take that that initial inertia that you need to get going. Once you start rolling, you're never going to stop, and you have to keep carrying that with you throughout your career if you want to build a good career and then, you know, use it to your advantage later、Absolutely. on down the line. Absolutely. Yeah. I、it's、love that,、fun. and that's kind of where I'm at now. I've been in yachting for years, and I'm 32 years old, so I would say I'm a little bit of a veteran. No, you know, compared to a lot of my coworkers who might be in the early to mid 20s,、um, for me, that's why freelance now is kind of working best because、right. it is a means to an end in the sense that it provides the financial stability for、yeah. all the other passion projects that I want to do in my life. So、right. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I I wish I would have found out about yachting a bit、mm-hmm. sooner. I mean, my first job on a boat, I, well, I was a volunteer actually. I was teaching sail training. That was so I was you know twenty four,、mm-hmm. and then I ended up getting to yachting at twenty、mm-hmm. six. But、um, you know, I was like, man, I wish I would have found out about、yeah. this sooner. But you just 
you know, back in those days, you just hear about it from people like you did. Exactly. There was no, there was no like, resources. Like here, this yeah. is what you do. I mean, even yeah. three years ago, I feel like, I, I mean, luckily I knew somebody who had done it and she was the reason yeah. why, I mean, she helped me with my CV. She told me where to go. She wrote right. down a list of the crew agents. Like she gave me the steps because if it wasn't for her, it would have never happened. So I definitely feel the same. Right. Now, that being said, if you are in your early 30s, don't let it discourage you. Or if you are any age, I should say, don't feel discouraged by that. You have a lot of life experience that you can bring into yachting, which is huge. And I think yes. is really important to a lot of programs. Um, you know, some programs that I know that might yes. be missing that element of maturity because they might have a younger crew. Um, but yeah, I also reflect back mm. sometimes. I'm like, man, if I did this right out of college, like I've been able to do it a lot longer, maybe, you know, I, I think when, right. when you're in your early twenties, you have a little bit more stamina for the really long hours and you have yeah. maybe a little bit more patience. Um, you know, you kind of get to a yeah. certain age. And I think, I think for me, um, you know, my priorities are a little bit different and maybe my body doesn't necessarily do so well with 14 hour days anymore. So <laughs> it's all about, it's all about balance yeah. for me. You cannot pour water from an empty cup, right? It's so for me, my whole life right. now and somebody who suffers from anxiety and who also holistically manages psoriasis, which is you know, an autoimmune mm. response to something in some imbalance in the body. I, I must make sure that for right. me personally, I am having daily, weekly, monthly self-care rituals that help keep me balanced. And again, bring it all back down to that central nervous system, rest and digest state. And the older you get, right. the more important that becomes, I think, and the more necessary it comes. <laughs> I agree. And that's hard to do, to find that balance all the mm -hmm. time on a boat, because you never know what's Absolutely. coming. And I think... <laughs> you literally yes, never know. <laughs> exactly. So being flexible, but then also being firm, it's probably important to talk a little bit about life on board, what it's mm, like, yeah. you know, it's... There are many different programs, of course, I've said that a couple of times, but you can either have a really quiet program where maybe the owner only uses the boat a couple of times a year, or maybe you have live aboard owners uh, where you're, you're full right. on all year long, or maybe you're on a, a charter boat where you have both owner trips as well as other guests who have rented the boat, boat out you know, per week or two weeks or month or whatever it may be. And when you have guests on board, regardless of who they are, it's typically full on and you're working, you know, depending on how, how big the boat is and how many crew you have. Usually we'll have a, an early girl, a late girl, and you know, your chief stew will be somewhere in between. And then, of course, a waterfall effect with the more crew that you have. But you're out. I mean, when I was early, right. I would be on deck at 6 a.m. till 10 at night, which would be about eight hours of rest at night. And if we were lucky, maybe we would get eight and a half or nine hours at night. You never expect more than what you're given. And for some boats, it's even less than that. I mean, I was lucky enough to work on a boat where we had 10 interior crew. It was a huge boat. So that was really beneficial for us in that we really could make sure that our hours of rest were, were legit. But sometimes you don't have that. I mean, I've also worked on boats where there was just three of us. And we'd, we'd yeah, oh you know, we'd, be, we'd, we'd be lucky if yes. we got six hours right. at night. <laughs> right. That's yeah. tough. Yeah, because you're... The smaller the amount of crew, you have to share all the, the yes. load. And actually some advice that I was given from a retired captain when I was first getting into yachting. There's always a job to be done. And don't be the one not doing mm. it. 
(laughs) That's a quick way to put it. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Don't be the one not doing it. And then also, no, I mean, it kind of goes both ways. Like there's always work that's going to be done. So don't kill yourself at the same time, you know, so that's kind of two sides of that coin. Work really hard for the time that you're working and then make sure that you're resting, which is so important because again, you can't pour water from an empty cup. You have to fill your cup first and then give from the overflow. Mm. And, and that goes across yeah. any aspect of life. You right. cannot show up for your children. You cannot show up for your coworkers, your employees, your staff, if you are depleted and if you are tired. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I'm depleted and tired, yeah. I am grumpy. I am reactive. I am, again, I am pitta, so I am fire. I'm, I'm feisty. <laughs> I, that's so funny because I would never picture you to be mm-hmm. like tired. That's so mm-hmm. funny. Well, that's, that's because <laughs> I, I literally have like created my life around keeping that pitta in balance with the vata and the kapha, the, the air and the earth and the water. What do you feel is your best advice for when you're getting on board yachts, like when it comes to, you know, handling yourself? Mm, that's a really good question. Of course, in any situation in life and especially during maybe a busy season on a yacht, you always have the choice to either act or react, right? So if we wake up on the wrong side of the bed or if we, maybe our coworker has woke up, woken up on the wrong side of the bed, so it's really important to know that in that small environment, in that high stress environment, that you do have the power to choose your mood for the most part. Obviously, I'm not talking about like, chemical imbalances and bless your medicine if you have if you're taking medicine like bless that medicine so no shaming around needing help to feel better um but ultimately at the end of the day we can choose to either act or react and what i'm talking about here is feeling empowered to really choose your experience every single day because when you live in a really small space with a lot of other people you add not a lot of sleep and a whole bunch of stress, then you're going to be affected by, of course, your own moods and everybody else's around you. And right. it can be really intense sometimes. You have the ability to create your own experience. That's really good. And I think if you are, like you say, coming back to base, like when stressful things just come at you, because they do. For me, it was always people just drinking way more white wine than I thought and just having to ice down buckets of white wine or champagne or something. But yeah, you're, you're like ready for and in that, whatever. Exactly. And in that moment, it can feel like the end of the world, right? Right. You're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm mid-dinner service and I'm out of cold white wine. That actually happened to us on one of our last, you know, most recent charters. It was like, yeah. of course, the one wine that they were loving yeah. and drinking down was the one that we only had like maybe two bottles cold. So, right. you know, it, it happens. So being flexible and, you know, allowing yourself to remember that you're human and you're just doing the absolute best that you can. Right. And as long as you know that and your guests know that and you've got a smile on your face while it's all happening, then... You know, it's, it's all going to be okay. And of course, that's easier said than done. I mean, when you're in it, again, kind of like what, you, what we mentioned earlier, when you're in the trenches of emotions right. and feelings, it's really hard to get out of that. But that's where it's important, like you said, to have that baseline for health. So that way right. you can have a reference for when anything else is happening in your life or when you're feeling 
a little overstressed or overstimulated, you can say, right, okay, this isn't normal. I know what my normal is, so what can I do to get back to that? Right. I wanted to ask you how yachting has enriched your life. Like, I know that there's always, like, ups and downs, um, but just what, what, are you, what are some of the highlights and maybe some of the other, other side of yachting? Yeah, and I love that you said the word enriched because that's really what it feels like yachting has done for me. I mean, I feel yeah. like I have had the opportunity to explore places in the world that I didn't even know existed. I didn't even know Malta was, and pardon my ignorance here, I'm just saying when we went to Malta, I really thought that it was like an island that was part of another country and didn't realize that it was its own entity. And also it's super close to Africa, which is also was geographically in my mind that was wasn't the case right right (laughs) you know and and having the opportunity to practice yoga on the swim platform in the fjords of Norway were just wow I mean it was it was unbelievable that experience yes I mean I wrote a poem about it like it was so it was mind-blowing to me and it was just the very beginning of spring and we got really lucky the whole time we were there I think it was a 10 days maybe two weeks I'm not, I can't quite remember how long we were there for but it was sunny practically every single day I think we only got like one afternoon of rain and it was like just enough rain to like make everything feel fresh and smell nice, oh, nice. That's amazing. <laughs> so it was talk about feeling abundant and wealthy in so many other ways other than just monetary value of things you know the, right. the conversations that I've been able to have you know I've met people from all over the world and you know that can also be a little bit of a trigger for stress for some because you're living in a place in a small in small quarters with people who have handled stress differently their whole lives maybe they Mm. speak a different language you know maybe their mother tongue is a different language than your own so they communicate differently Mm. but it has been so interesting and I feel like coming back to the United States, I mean, there are things that I've learned in the last three years of my life that I'm like, oh, I only know that because of yachting or because of that person that I worked with on a yacht or that experience that I had in another place. That's amazing. Yeah. I I mean, silly little things, but I mean, even British English and like some of the words and phrases that they use, like I pick up on certain things and know what they're talking about now. (laughs) Right. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's something as small as that. The experiences that I've been able to have and the places I've been able to explore. I mean, it's it's incredible. So, yeah, it's enriched crazy. is a really good word for it. I feel like my experience in yachting has been very full circle. You know, it's right. been very full in a lot of different ways. We, we talked about monetarily. I mean, of course, now I'm on the other side of it. And and I can afford to, I mean, of course, I was very smart with my money and I saved it a lot, That's good. <laughs> which, you know, you can sort of go both ways with it. But yeah, talking monetarily, I mean, it's important to recognize that, yeah, now at this point, I'm not done with that yachting yet, but it has financially allowed me to be able to create my life by design, basically. I can choose how I want to live and when I want to work. You don't have that fear of money driving that you're doing. So right. yachting is yachting is definitely allowed for that for me as well. So yeah, making it work for yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, if you Absolutely. make it does take a little planning and you know that doesn't mean to like not have fun and enjoy yourself. Like I've yeah. definitely have enjoyed myself over the last few years and done excursions and had 
some nice dinners and I don't want to take that back for the world. But, you know, I think it's important to have a bigger plan because yachting, mm-hmm. I think, is not necessarily sustainable unless it's your career and you're really wanting to, like, be a captain and find mm-hmm. a rotational gig. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know that it's really sustainable long term, at yeah. least from my perspective, from my experience. It's not. And that's because my health and wellness is my priority. So right. for me, it's a, it has to be a little bit more of a balance. So that's just yeah. where I'm at now. Yeah, I think that's something that's smart to mention to people who are looking to get into yachting, to be like, is this going to be my career? And then I have to figure out like how to like really work my career mm-hmm. to make it so that I can eventually get rotation and I can eventually get the tickets that I'm going to mm-hmm. need. Um, or to be like, this is going to be a means to an end. So yeah. let me set some goals, you know, say I'm going to put away, even if you put away 50% of your salary into savings, yep. you're still, you know, you've got zero overhead. You're still going to be saving a whole bunch of money. Exactly. <laughs> so that's just something, you know, thinking, going into it, being like, look, I'm going to have a plan. I'm not just going to. Absolutely. I think it. it's so important to have those goals. And I think it's also really important to remember, like, you know, we live in a different era, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, of course, and this is coming from the perspective of the quote unquote American dream, but, you know, maybe right. even internationally, you know, you, you go to college, you get married, you have two and a half kids, and then you work right. nine to five. And that's, that used to be the American dream. And that's, that's shifted a lot. And I think it's really important mm-hmm. to allow yourself to let go of the pressure of thinking to yourself, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. <laughs> Right. I mean, since I've graduated college, I have I have a college degree, and I won't say I haven't used it. I didn't become a therapist, but I I studied psychology, so of course that 100% plays into my coaching and my right. yoga. But you know, it's it's what works for you right now, and that's okay. And mm-hmm. in order, I think, to get through those maybe challenging times on a boat or when you're really really exhausted it's really important to have those reminders or those goals set to keep you like putting one foot in front of the other and saying, right, like I'm doing this because. Yeah. Like you're using it as a stepping stone in your life for sure. And it kind of goes both ways. You know, on the other hand, then if you, if you do fall in love with yachting because it's an amazing industry then and you say, actually, yeah, this is something I I would like to pursue for the rest of my life. Then you, know, you just put the time in and it's something that absolutely can be done for anyone at any age, yeah. anywhere in the world. Like, I don't know many industries that you can do that in. That's true, actually. You figure it out, you know, like mm-hmm. for people, captains, obviously you have to get your tickets and, you know, yep. pr- prove your longevity or come up under. Uh, what was something interesting I saw with captains um, working at Elite was some people, you know, they choose to be like a friendship captain and, so from, from the time they're a deckhand, they work on the fed ship and then they work on fed ships all the way up through and, or people will choose to work on Larson's and then they want to be a Larson captain and they'll just plot their whole career through yachting like that being like, this wow, is, the that build. is so interesting. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting to think like, you know, if you pick that North star, what is your goal and, you know, yeah, figure that and out. I love that. Yeah. I love that because it's so important to remember too, when you have a goal, you can reach it. And it's kind of like what I said earlier, you know, when you say something, it will happen. As long as you have two things, and this was like a random conversation that I had with a taxi driver actually in Monaco. And of course, we just got to talking about 
all things life. Right. <laughs> and he said, Kelsey, you know, I, I believe as long as you have faith and as long as you are willing, right. then you will get whatever you want in, the li- in your life. And I said, oh, that's interesting. And he said, yeah, you know, you have to have faith that, A, there's a bigger power in right. work that are helping to align the stars to make this happen. I mean, if you've never read The Alchemist, like, read it. <laughs> Ooh, I haven't. Oh, my gosh. It is so good. It's like a 100-page book. It's an easy read, and I've read it a couple times, and it's I, it's a little bit life-changing for me every time I read it. But oh, one of my awesome. most favorite quotes from that book is something along the lines of, you know, when you set yourself to something, the universe conspires to make it happen. Or when you set a goal, the universe conspires for you to make it happen. So in other words, you have to have faith that there's a bigger power that is helping you reach your goal. And on top of that, you have to have faith in yourself. Right. Right. So you have to have this faith in yourself that, yes, your goal is attainable. And yes, you are capable because you are a powerful human being and you can Mm -hmm. make that happen. However, on the other side of that, too, you need to have you need to be willing. You need to be willing to put the work in. You need to be willing to put the time in. You need to be willing to go through some of the uh, aches and pains and growing pains and learning lessons to, right. to get to where you want to be. So, and then that's where it kind of flips back around to moving back to having faith. When you are kind of going through these growing pains, it's like, right, I can do this. I can do this. I have faith. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, don't forget how you got here. Yes, <laughs> exactly. In dark times. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> It's so funny. Or when you're, when you're cotton budding a room and just crying because you're like, what yeah. am I doing with my life? But don't worry. It's all yes. something. I, ironing the bed again. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just have one last question for you because I just wanted to ask, yeah. what are the pla- your favorite places that you visited by sea? We, I got really lucky, and on my first boat, we did quite a bit of traveling. It was all kind of through the Atlantic, but we got to go to Mexico, but the coolest part of that was we went through the Panama Canal. Mm. Yeah, so to do that on a boat was really, really neat. And then, of course, I already mentioned Norway and Malta. I mean, those are two places that I don't know I would have ever gone otherwise. And to go there by boat and to explore the fjords in Norway by boat, I, I don't know that I would ever go on a cruise if I did go on a cruise it would be a Norwegian cruise it is so cool <laughs> and go at the end of spring like beginning of summer and all of the snow caps are melting and it's just one waterfall after the next and it's just absolutely stunning yeah and then of course on crossings stopping at the islands so the Azores and then we stopped in Madeira this time so just going to these like unique kind of remote places that I would have never otherwise gone exploring exploring volcanoes and you know having the opportunity to see these places and and pull up via super yacht like that is there's really a cool feeling going down the Thames River in London that's pretty cool too and my boat we do that every year we go to London at the end of the season and dock right outside or anchored out in the middle of the Thames right outside Tower Bridge and I mean it is just picturesque to see London by boat as well that's a really unique experience too I've had some pretty cool things that I don't think I ever would have done otherwise I mean maybe I would have eventually made it to London but probably wouldn't have cruised up the Thames River (laughs) you know yeah we ended up on in the Canary Islands on our crossing and that's just stunning Mm -hmm. places you know like I would have never thought to just come here 
Yeah. yeah, I don't even know, like, it, to get to the Azores and the island that we were on specifically, which mm-hmm. I think was Fayal, I'm not 100% sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think you can get there by plane. I think you have to go to one of the I- other islands and then take a ferry over. So, I mean, no just to be able to pull right on up and be like, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> rent, a car, rent a car and go up the volcano and, you know, crystal clear waters and it's so I mean, different so cool yeah that's amazing my husband was telling me about that I didn't get to go and see the Azores but he was saying that there's like these purple flowers the hydrangeas all the way around the rim of the volcano amazing I got really lucky one time and we were Sicily one year in Catania and we got to explore Mount Etna which is oh my gosh yeah still an active volcano and we happened to be there there are these neon pink like little flowers that bloom all over the black lava and they only bloom for like 40 days of the whole year and we just happened to be there during that time and I've got some pretty cool photos of just the contrast of this neon pink tiny little flowers everywhere kind of splattered amongst the really black dried lava I mean it's it's really cool (laughs) that's amazing you know it's so funny I love that town like when I was I say it like when I was teaching sailing um, yeah. we we docked in Catania for like two months so I pretty much like I feel like I lived there and yeah. when we it came back it doesn't take a long time does it <laughs> yeah I know that should be like off the back of my head I'm like all right yeah yeah <laughs> yep. <laughs> what a stunning place and those people are so resilient like I think that volcanoes wiped out that town like eight times they said over the years yeah. and they just keep on rebuilding it and I'm, I was just like why and they're like we're stubborn and I was like okay, yeah that's- that's great like it's such a beautiful place and awesome people that's amazing and what a cool like I don't know example of the resiliency of human beings right we are resilient mother effers right like we will make it happen so let let that be your little like motivation if you're kind of struggling trying to get into yachting like there where there's a will there is a way and you can rebuild a whole city underneath a volcano and do it over and over and over again (laughs) be strong be stubborn exactly and have faith exactly exactly awesome well I know you've got lots of great like content on your um, Instagram at the yogi yachty and also on your blog I've been reading your blog and I absolutely love it um it's the yogi thank you yeah the yogi yachty.com so yes Anyone listening, go and follow Chelsea on, on Instagram and check out her blog. She's got lots of great stuff on there. Health, wellness, but also yachting and just gives you like a lot of like insight. And it's really awesome. Great. Thank you so much, Randy. Yeah, I hope yeah. to see some new faces. And if you do stop by and you have any questions, send me along a message. Yay. And I wanted to mention too, um, your friend Baker Manny said she's got a book about getting into yachting and I can link that into the show notes. Yes, definitely. So, um, it's on Amazon, but I don't know if that's like the best version or the newest version of the book. Okay. But if you go, if you go to my Instagram, there's a link to, okay. I think it's a teachable course and it's called the Yacht Job Handbook. And oh, cool. if you use my code, the Yogi Yachty, you'll get, I think, $5 off. And she's put a lot of effort into really breaking down how to get into yachting and how to get a yacht job, the Yacht Job Handbook. So that's awesome. Through, yeah. Interior, exterior, I mean, anyone, engineers, chefs. I mean, this is this is kind of the one too of when you're just starting out. Yeah. She has lists of things to pack. So if you're like, ooh, I'm moving on board, what do I bring? She breaks oh, wow. that all down for you as well. So it's a really great re- research 
Um, Baker and I went to college together. You might have seen her on um, Bravo TV. Awesome. Uh, she's she's amazing, and yeah, her book is really a great resource. So you can find her also at Instagram at Baker Manning and the Yacht Job Handbook Code Yogi Yachty. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you found this informative and inspiring, whether you are in the yachting industry already or are thinking about getting into it. Don't forget to rate us and subscribe to keep up to date with the latest. Also, if you have any questions for Chelsea, you can find her on Instagram at the Yogi Yachty. You can also check out more about her amazing practice and coaching at theyogiyachty.com. Guys, I just want to say thank you again for tuning in. Um, We really appreciate it and we do want to hear from you. So please drop us a line if you have any questions or topics you want us to cover. Info at nauticnomad.com or you can leave us a voice note on the Anchor FM app. Our username is nauticnomad. You can just leave us a voice note there. Safe sales, everyone. And until next time.